bringing health, wellness, and fitness ideas right to your speakers. With your host, Tyler Martin, learning from experts and average Joes alike. This is the Cracking Fitness Podcast. All right, we're on. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, I'm glad that you came. You'll just want to pull that up a little tiny bit closer. It's kind of weird. You kind of have to like get in really close to it. Um, but I appreciate you uh, taking some time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Okay, there's going to be some sounds apparently in the background. That's a drill. And then there's some little kids yelling. So um, we'll, <laughs> we'll have that a little bit. Um, so w- you're a tactical games athlete. Yep. Um. Let's just talk about your past, actually. Like, you're, you're a fun person. No, that'd be great. Yeah, no, I, uh, I grew up. I did gymnastics. I did football for four years. Did gymnastics for 10 years. I went on to coach it for another couple years. I judged it um, at a competitive level, state level. I, so, yeah, I did that for years and years. Set me on a pretty good path for being fit and working out. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I fell out of it as I got a little bit older. And then I... I went and I served an LDS mission for my church. And when I got back, you know, I had a hard time figuring out what I wanted to do. And I kind of went the EMS route. I uh, took an EMT course. I kind of followed your suit. It was interesting. And then I went on to be a firefighter. I fought wildland fires for years and uh, pushed EMS a little bit further. was interested in being a PA, but just pushed. I got my paramedic. And after I got my medic, I ran that for a bit longer and... My dad had a log home company, so he was kind of going to let it pitter out, and I was like, well, that's a shame. Yeah. So, I, you know, I really enjoyed that, working with my hands, doing stuff, getting out, and, you know, I just, I got to the point where I couldn't really step back from, do a half step out of the fire department because I was too far in. Yeah. So I just kind of hopped out, <clears throat> I took over my dad's company, and then I kind of went from there. That's really cool. So you say log, log home company, so you build log homes. Yeah, so what we do is uh, we take uh, logs that we, uh, some people do kits. We get all this, the raw footage and we uh, assemble them on site. We do all the cuts. We, you know, scribe the logs. So it's a, yeah, it's a pretty special thing. It feels pretty cool. Yeah, that's how, about how many a year do you build? So we're running a pretty, pretty small crew right now. We can probably fit about five homes in a year, log packages. Uh, we'll do logs only. It's our specialty. Um, my family has been in the business probably for the last 80 years. My great-grandpa started a, a large log home manufacturer. It's called Yellowstone Log Homes. And uh, anyway, so they're a manufacturer, and we kind of we take the logs from them. We assemble the packages there so that's really cool um now you've died once right <laughs> yeah and <laughs> it, that, that kind of ties into my gymnastics so and, and friday the 13th you know if you're superstitious no we, <laughs> we were out of state we were running I, i'm a pretty competitive person with my my gymnastics background my brothers and i are always going back and forth now as a it was in a, a large pool at a hotel and i was about 50 feet long now he, we we're holding our breaths having a competition he swam from the shallow end to the deep end to the shallow end and back to the deep end and i was like well i can uh, i can beat that so <laughs> i was uh, holding my breath i went to the the deep end to the shallow end of the deep end came back and then i was heading back towards that deep end 
and so i mean 150 200 250 feet now yeah and i started blacking out i was getting tunnel vision but ironically there's a light on the far wall i'm like i just gotta swim towards the light <laughs> that's my goal i gotta make it towards that light and that's the last thing i remember is touching that light and then uh, i woke up to my my dad giving me mouth to mouth now that's a unique experience yeah that's that's <laughs> one that we no one hopes for no it was interesting you know it was friday the 13th uh the emts came out and said hey you look like you're doing okay now and they left and so i'm all right well i'll go ahead and i'll lay down and get a good night's rest and it's called a second drowning yeah so you inhaled that water now it's in your lungs when you lay flat it starts gurgling it washes out the surfactant and it's called atelectasis so my lungs started collapsing Jeez. and yeah so i uh coughing up blood we and dad we hopped in the car we were running to the hospital and ended up spending uh three or four days in the icu valentine's day oh sad <laughs> so you know i never felt quite as lone as uh being in a foreign state icu yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> on valentine's day <laughs> after dying after dying yeah yeah that that's nuts so your dad gave you compressions he gave me compressions but he mainly focused on mouth to mouth yeah. he said he's like i gotta get air in those yeah. lungs and I think I had a laryngeal spasm is what it's called, where it just won't let air oh, pass yeah. through. Couldn't yeah. get air in, couldn't get air in. And then he was able to get air in. And that's when I came to, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I was gone, right? Yeah. I could have died and it actually wasn't that bad. It yeah. was, it's interesting. Uh, it was very peaceful. I, it, it was just an interesting experience. Yeah, that that is really interesting. And especially... You know, I think of drowning as like one of the worst ways to die. Now, when I watch it in the movies, it, it, it does get stressful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I start getting a little bit of anxiety. Well, you probably get some PTSD for it from it now. You're like, ha. Ah. Well, you know, and it's not like in the movies when they spit up tons of water. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. It all it all stays in those lungs, and you know the actors will drown, and then they'll be just fine, and then go on and yeah. conquer the world. Yeah. But really, that <laughs> night they got they got a lot of problems going on. Oh, that's nuts. Um, so you were really athletic before that. You still obviously are. Uh, but how was it coming back after that? Now, that's the interesting part is because the pulmonologist that we were working with said it takes 15 to 20 years to regrow pulmonary tissue. So my cardio, if I, I can build it to where I have good cardio, but I, it degrades so fast for me. Even if I miss working out for a few days, I can just feel it hit my lungs hard. Yeah. But if I work out consistently, I can keep up on it. And then I don't feel like I'm coughing up blood or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. So just after a few days, you start to feel it. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't yeah. even, I, I don't know the physiological processes of that, but it yeah. hits me hard. So <clears throat> that happened. Um, you have recovered. How long ago was that? Seven years. Seven years. Um, you know, stories like that usually happen when kids are like, you know, 10 years oh, yeah. old. I was, I was 22. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Honestly, to even be able to push yourself to the point of blacking out underwater, that's a mentality and, and a push and a drive that I just don't have. So, um, <laughs> it, it, to me, it's, it's amazing. And honestly, like just knowing your family, you're, it's genetic. Like there's, there are some people in your family that can just push until you die. Apparently. Yeah. No, yeah we're pretty competitive, you know? <laughs> My brother said I didn't win because I wasn't He's, conscious to claim my victory. No, you remember touching that light. Right, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you won. <laughs> you won. And you know what? If you spend four days in an ICU after drowning, you... You earned something. You earned something. So, um, do you, you're still feeling it then. 
Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting better, you know. I, it's, I'm still right in that, that window, though, where I'm still regrowing my lung tissue. It's a lot of work. But, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like working out to discipline. you got to stay on top of it. Yeah. It's even more so for me, and I can't say that I always have been I, very well at doing that, but I can tell the difference when I am. Yeah. Um, when did you get into shooting? Now, it's something that's always been really interesting to me, but it wasn't until my 20s. I, I grew up not really shooting a whole lot. I, you know, I, I, it's been fascinating. And then I, I got into it uh, bit by bit. I bought my first gun before I got married. It was about three months before I got married, and somebody told me, they said, <laughs> you need to buy a gun now because your wife won't let you buy a gun when you get married. And I was like, oh, geez, I better go buy a gun. And that's when I bought my first Glock, a Glock 19. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, I, Is that the same same Glock you're running same, right now? Same one I'm running now. That's uh, awesome. I just modded it up, you know. Yeah. I had the slide cut, put an RMR on it, you know, just kind of, you know, playing with it. That's really cool. So, uh, you, and you got pretty into shooting. You, you reload and. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty cool because, you know, in the day and market that we're in, it's just so hard to find anything, but I got into it about, uh, about a year or two. I got into reloading before the craziness and yeah. I, I kind of have a stock up mentality. So if I get into something, I want to make sure I have enough of everything to run for a yeah. while yeah i which you know it can, it can be bad if you get a hoarder mentality on a hobby yeah but <laughs> or I, see in this case you're saving money because you bought it three years ago exactly yeah so now i have all the primers i need the the gunpowder the cases i i mean it's kind of like when people make fun of the doomsday preppers until yeah. the doomsday comes yeah <laughs> yeah it's been the conspiracy theorists for the last 10 years everyone's like man you guys are so crazy and then in the last two they're like oh crap they were all right. Yeah. It's a uh, it, it's an interesting world that we live in. Um, so now let me. So yeah, yeah. when I first got into shooting, I didn't do tactical shooting. I, I played with my Glock, but I kind of put it on the back burner, and I got into long range. So I oh, that's I, cool. I didn't know much about guns, so my first long range gun was a thirty out six. If that yeah. tells you anything. Um, well, I mean that's old cowboy. Oh yeah, you know no, being in Idaho. If you don't have a thirty out six to go hunting, you know. Right. You know. I mean, I thought that was the caliber. Yeah. That was the golden standard. Uh, it didn't take me long to realize I couldn't put a shit much further than seven hundred. Put a what? <laughs> 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 I couldn't push it much further than seven hundred yards. I uh, so that's when I got my first six five Creed more. Uh, cool. And that, that drives nails at a thousand yards. I can push it further if I want. I got a 28 nozzler, same thing. It's a beautiful round. It's too hard to get right now, though. You know, I don't yeah. shoot it a whole lot. Ironically, I have a 50 cal. Uh, yeah, you're the <laughs> only person I know that has a 50 cal. So <laughs> now I have an AR 50, uh, Armalite's 50 caliber. And ironically, that's the, the caliber I have the most ammo for. <laughs> by far the most expensive <laughs> by, round that by exists. By far. And I, I can still find it, though, because that milita military surplus is oh, out there. Cool. So I can buy it bulk still, yeah. even now, going through everything we have, because not very many people have the AR. I mean, you know, armor-piercing incendiary tracers might be a little over the top, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those targets have to be shot. Right, and you know, They're you never just, know when Russia's going to drop tanks on oh, US geez. soil. <laughs> yeah, that could happen any day. Um, oh, what an interesting situation all of that is, too. I I, I, I know that war is necessary. I, I get it, but I hate it. Oh, it is. And, you know, the thing is, it's a war on terror. That's a whole other thing because people are 
intentionally causing harm yeah now when it's country on country conflict you have young men fighting young men to push their leaders purposes yeah and it's selfish you know now ukraine's defending itself while you know russia's just pushing it's just pushing and the youth of russia are pushing back against putin but are they really yeah that's yeah good. It's, I, it's interesting i you honestly know, haven't watched it as much there's as been mass be. arrests in russia and they've arrested over 1800 people i believe uh from protests they're just arresting anybody that's standing up and but that's how russia's operated yeah that, I, that's why knowing your inalienable rights is so important well if you don't fit the mold in russia you get arrested yeah and i feel like the u.s is kind of it's pushing that way. going that way if you don't fit certain people's agendas you're in trouble. You yeah. Be quiet and get out of the way or else you're going to be, you're yeah. going to be facing some consequences. Yeah. That's yeah, a scary, it's a slippery slope. Cause you know, I, I don't think that the leaders are evil in and of themselves, but they've learned and they've been through things to where they, what they think they're doing is right. No, it's, and, it's and really it's wrong. Convoluted. It's wrong, but they think it's right. And it's a weird, just bizarre, Well, even scary. down to the end, Hitler didn't think he did anything wrong, yeah. you yeah. know? And that's the mindset. They, they kind of brainwashed themselves. There was a, a gangster um, in the 20s. Uh, let's see. I, I'm, Not I Al Capone. It wasn't Al Capone. I don't remember his name. It was like Babyface something. And um, he'd killed a ton of people. Just a bad, bad guy. And right before they put him to death, he said... I've done nothing wrong. I was out there trying to help society by like, you know, robbing and then giving to the poor, almost like a Robin Hood type of thing. And he's like, I've done no wrong. You know, like, how can you kill all those innocent people and think that you've done no wrong? Uh, it's just, I just don't understand it. Well, it's a, it's a lack of accountability. I feel like, um, you're willing to blame somebody else for your own actions. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, China's doing that for Russia, saying it's Biden's fault that Russia's, you know, invading Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, there's kind of all these different things. You know, that's a, a big mess of a story there. But Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going way off of fitness here. Have you ever heard of Lex Friedman? I don't think so. So he, he's got a podcast. He's he's pretty cool. He's an uh, MIT grad, um, just a very intelligent individual. He's had Elon Musk and Joe Rogan and just tons of people on his podcast. And uh, he's on his way to Russia right now. He's like, I'm going to Russia. He's, he's, he's Russian. Right. Um, I think his parents moved here, or maybe he moved when he was really young. And he's, he said, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to start interviewing people in Russia, and I will interview Putin. And I was like, dude. That's you're, bold. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – but uh, it's that kind of stuff. And I think he even said in the post, like, war shouldn't be happening nowadays. And I, I kind of agree. Like, you know what? We have all the technology in the world for us to just get along. You know, I agree, you know, and like I was saying, it's just sad when it's country on country because young men are just yeah. dying. Today's youth are just dying Dude, out. Think about our kids. Yeah. If this is a 10-year war, my oldest could be drafted. Yeah, you know, it, it just, it, it's crazy. It is crazy. It, be, it starts off as two countries, but very quickly we insert ourselves, and maybe we're supposed to. I mean, if we are the, the, bigger, the bigger brother, then maybe we need to step up for our little brother when they get bullied. Well, and that's what the, the tactical games are great at. Yeah. Um, hey, good job. <laughs> there we go. I no, because like even even just last week we got out. You and I and a couple other guys are going to be doing the tactical games. We did a tactical workout. Yeah. I now you and I are quite familiar with our firearms, our setup, and the other guy he 
he beat us by a long shot in the workout. He yeah. was very fit. He did well. Um, but you and I knew our firearms well. We were able to sling them, reload them, point, fire, shoot, sling it back on our back quick and efficiently. Yeah. And it's it's a muscle memory. It's something that you learn. And whether you're doing that to stay fit or you're doing that to be emergency preparedness, yeah. you know, it's something that's worth knowing. Either you're the the gun fanatic or you're the savior, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, well, and and uh, you chatted with Jacob Heppner yesterday, and he's like, you know, the biggest barrier to me coming in was shooting. You know, he's yeah. insanely fit. And he's still really, really fit. And he's like, I could lose some fitness. I just need to shoot better. Then he talked about shooting not under duress, like actually learning to shoot uh, just, yeah, not under duress right. uh, with your heart rate low. And that was kind of an eye-opener to me because in my mind, I'm thinking, do some kettlebell swings and some shooting. You know, do some double-unders and then yeah. and then grab your rifle. Um, kind of cool. Well, it's like when you lift weights. You know, <laughs> Olympic lifting, you know, they don't just hop out there and start at 350 pounds on yeah. something. You know, you get your technique light, and then you can go heavier and heavier. I guess it's the same thing with shooting, you know. Yeah. You take it easy in the beginning. You focus on the basics. And then under duress, you can uh, perform better. So, I mean, not that I'm saying, you know, we're you and I ever going to be in a battle situation. I can't, I, you know, I can't say that one way or the other. But if we were, I feel like we would be able to perform at a higher level, which is, you know, I, yeah. it's just a kind of comfort. Well, you know that you can move. You can move stuff. Um, and then you can shoot. Right. And if you go really hard, you know, you go as hard as you can on that, let's say it's a five-round battle, and you go really hard on that first round, and then you can't shoot, you're going to lose a lot of points. Right. Well, I guess in a real-life situation, you're, you might lose your life. So, um, you know, like you said, not that we ever need to use this in real life, but it is pretty cool. And you know what? There are people in the tactical games that do use it in real life. They're, you know, the law enforcement, the military. You know, border I, Patrol. We yeah. Oh, ran into man. a lot of Border Patrol yep. guys. Yeah, and, and, you know, they're in it every day. They're um, just incredible individuals. I'm here just like... Hey, this is kind of fun. I I'm kind of fit, kind of fat. That's actually the shirt that I'm wearing right now. Um, <laughs> kind of fit, kind of fat. Um, but I, I you know enjoy firearms. I I love the Second Amendment. I just I'm a freedom lover, and so it's fun. And that community, that's community, is something that you really appreciate. You no, know, the community is something that is just phenomenal to me. I I have fallen in love with it. Even if I'm not going to do the tactical games, I want to go down and hang out. You know, it's. It's something where everybody's boosting each other. Everybody's cheering each other on. I mean, there is no losers in the tactical games. Yeah. Every single person is there for their own personal gain, and I just love it. I uh, I mean, I've seen people compete under very difficult circumstances for themselves personally, Yeah. and everybody appreciates that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's really cool. Um, what, other than community, what drew you to it? Well, you know, like... We were talking about before, you know, I didn't initially start with a tactical background, but I had gotten the AR, and to me, guns aren't meant to sit on a shelf and look pretty, and I wanted to put it through the test. I wanted to put my gear through the test, and so when I got out to the tactical games, I mean, my guns have more scratches on them, and yeah. they're dirty, and, you know, I clean them up and stuff, but that I have more pride in my firearms after putting them through the test than I would with it sitting on the wall. So I, I love putting my gear to the test. Yeah. 
And the Glock's the way to go, huh? I love my Glock. It is. They're 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 phenomenal. <laughs> Just change out those stock sights, and you'll be yeah, good. and the trigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you changed out your trigger? I haven't. Um, so they make one that's just like a, it's a, like a pound lighter, but it's not even the trigger. It's actually just the, uh, uh, I don't remember what it's called. The it's spring like, or trigger spring? It's, it's not the spring. It's this little, it's kind of like shaped, the trigger kinda shaped like that. And okay. uh, I can show you sometime when yeah, you just yeah, yeah. pop your slide off and then um, look in there. But it takes a pound off your pole and it makes the pole, I believe, slightly shorter. Well, that'd be cool because you wouldn't jerk as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you did your slide, did you heavy, heavy up your gun at all? Is it, or is it lighter? It's a little bit lighter. Okay. Yeah. So I just, I had them cut the slide and it just stayed, yeah, a little lighter. Yeah. So it, let's say someone's going to compete tactical games for their very first time. No, that's, that's great. Cause I wanted to talk about that. You know, when you compete the tactical games, it's a, I, to me, it's a very personal thing. Um, you know, your it's your gear, it's your body, it's. Your choice, your, your body, your, yeah, I agree. No, I, it's, and you know, you're there for you. You're not there to impress anybody else, to to flash off your shiny Gucci guns. Yeah, you know, I, and that's kind of the the mentality I've had going at it. And this would be my advice to anybody who it's their first time: don't look at the people that are out running you. Focus on your target. Um, in my heat, I usually I usually finish last. I'm not gonna say that I don't. I. And I can perform a little bit better, but then I sacrifice shooting. You know, yeah. some of these battles, you're shooting 70-plus rounds, and if you're missing those, it's 10 seconds for every miss. Yeah. While if I finish a minute behind somebody, but I took the time to do my shots a little bit more, you know, it puts me ahead, which is my suggestion is pace yourself, take nice, easy shots, and then focus on you. Don't look at the competition. Yeah, I like that. If someone wants to prepare and they're six months out, let's say – well, we have one uh, <clears throat> in Bend, Oregon in July. Right, yeah. Um, so let's say someone hasn't touched any of this. They've never even touched a firearm. Now, my suggestion would be hit your local range, you know, practice and get familiar with your firearm. If you're, you know, when you buy one to do the tactical games, figure out what worked for you, do your setup. And, you know, some people are like, oh, that was, that was only a, a, you know, a $300 setup between the plate carrier and everything. And I, I say, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. what, how much your setup costs, how Gucci it is. Yep. If you know your setup, you, you're phenomenally better off. And that person next to you that has the cheaper stuff is going to beat you. Oh, yeah. They're going to outperform you yeah. every time because it's training. Yeah. You can't just buy your way into this thing. Yeah. I, now, as far as your fitness level... I, I do enjoy doing CrossFit. Now, you, you own this CrossFit gym that I exercise at. And one of the cool things is, is to me, the tactile games, it's a lot of cardio. I mean, yeah. and I, that's personal because, you know, yeah. I, it hits me hard on cardio. Yeah. Um, so I, I work on that. That's my biggest thing is because I have a lot of innate strength. I build log homes throughout the summer. I'm lifting logs. So the heavy sandbags, the weights, they're not a big problem for me, but my cardio. So I, I work out constantly at least two months before, if I can, a yeah. tactical games, just every day trying to hit it. And then I can perform better. That's cool. So um, as far as what gear is needed... Well, the, and you can see all this at the tactical games website. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, my first games, I just had like a plate carrier my sidearm and i had a 
Amazon mag pouch on my yeah. plate carrier. I had my in my rifle, and you know, so it was very, very simple, very straightforward. Um, you know, as I've gone farther and I got my battle belt. You know, before yeah. that, I didn't have that. You know, that you can you can operate with a lot of this gear that you see everybody else running. You know, uh, but. You know, it's something you can work into. Yeah, it's okay to hold mags in your pocket. Oh, yeah. You know, I had them in my back pocket, my side yeah. pockets. You know, some of these, yeah, all my pockets are full of mags. Yeah. Yeah, now it's it's incredible to watch what people can do. You know, they get their, their setup kind of how they want it, and then they you can tell when someone's practiced when they haven't. So when, when we go in a couple of weeks, you'll, you'll see that I don't dry fire as much <laughs> as I should and that I don't do mag changes as much as I should. And I don't work out as much as I should. I eat too much. Um, you know, you kind of see it. Um, it's amazing what just some time grabbing your gun out of your holster and putting a magazine in can do. Oh yeah. You know, you make sure it's clear, you make sure it's safe and then just set a five minute timer. Hey, here we go. Well, one of the things is people like dry fire. You know what what dry fire targets are you using? Um, you talked with Hepner about this, and it was really interesting. Um, and he posted online. Uh, he just drew a dot on a sticky note, you know, put it yep. on the wall, yep. and that's all you need to do. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, you know. And I think again, when people look at this, they look at the most expensive rifles, they look yeah. at the most expensive optics, and they think they can buy their way in. But nothing can replace the time training. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, so a requirement uh, is the vest, and men's weight is 15 pounds, correct? That is correct. It, Women's 13 or 12? I actually, I don't know. I should have looked that up before we... Now, I, due to the plates that I have, I usually end up running about 18 pounds, so I need yeah. to modify that a little bit, but I, yeah. It's it is actually pretty interesting what a couple pounds does, because I was running that vest um, with the, the smaller plates, and it was about 13 pounds. And then I added, I had to add three pounds. I was trying to add two to just get it right at 15 and I added three. <laughs> I was like, crap, like it is noticeably heavier. Yeah, well, it's I'll interesting. have to try that. I'm noticeably lighter than the last um, games though. Well, you About know, 12 pounds lighter. That's one of the things that's impressive when, when you're losing weight and then you put a weight vest on Dude, how much you, you lost. I know. You're like, holy crap, this yeah. is, and then you go do pull-ups and you're yeah. like, how did I ever do this? It's, it's kind of fun. Well, I think some of the strongest people I know you know, you look at those strong men, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. They have the biggest muscles. It's just hidden underneath all that cushion. Yeah. Lou, Louis Simmons, you know, uh, West Side Barbell, strongest gym in the world. Uh, he, he said, how do you add pounds to your bench press? Gain weight. Mass moves mass. So now that doesn't necessarily mean anything when they say go shoot 30 rounds at far distance targets and then you're going to run a 3K a trail run 3k, you know, that mass doesn't really help. So it, you got to be varied. You've got to have that cardio. You've got to have the strength, um, mixed modal work. So, you know, whether that's kettlebell swings, farmer carries, sandbag carries, sandbag throws, sled drags. Now, I don't know if you can do this where you're at, you know, but throw on your rifle too, when you're doing all yeah. of that, you know, vest, have your rifle on your back, get used to carrying it around, yeah. you know, I actually I talked with somebody. He said he mowed his lawn in his gear. <laughs> he <laughs> got awesome. some got some weird uh, looks from his neighbors. But he had a he had a plate carrier on and his rifle slung and his sidearm on. He, I will protect my lawnmower <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's kind of the mentality you got to have. You just you know you got to remember it. Get familiar with your gear. You know we have a lot of pride in our gear. Um, it's you can't buy the pride that you have in your firearm. Yeah, it's something that 
only time and training will tell and you just you end up loving it you know so i know some people are disparaging on glocks but i've put so much time oh, and so many thousands of rounds through it, i just can't even uh, yeah they're amazing can't imagine going any other way right now yeah um i i totally agree they're one of my first firearms was a, a glock 17 that i you know like that i had purchased my very first one was a, a 22 that i got when i was 12 um, my parents gave me and um i mean we live in idaho right, so right. this for us firearms are they're just part of life uh, and well, my, my, my daughter turned five and i got her bb gun yeah you know <laughs> yeah and the thing is is people from the world might look at that and be like you redneck i can't believe you'd ever put a gun in in a kid's hands and you're like well what i'm actually doing is teaching them what's right about it you know my kids it's it's funny. Um, we don't leave firearms sitting around or whatever. But uh, the other day, I was working on a rifle, and the gun was sitting. This this same one, this um, nine millimeter, was just sitting off to the side. And our oldest goes, um, "Hey, Dad, can I look at that gun?" I said, "Yeah, you can." He goes, "Is it clear?" I said, uh, "I I believe it is, but you know, you know what to do to to make sure." So he grabs it very safely, he points the barrel away from everyone in a safe direction, he pulls the slide back, he makes sure that it's clear, and then even when he has that gun and he's looking at it, it never pointed at anybody, and his finger never went on the trigger. Like, he knows how to handle a firearm. Well, and that's a different way of parenting than today's, you know... Yeah. Today, a lot of parents keep things away from their kids if they don't want them to, to do that. I think the best thing that you can do for a child if you're worried about... Give them, them crack. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My boys don't need that. <laughs> but you know, the best thing that you can do is is let them hold a firearm, teach them correct principles, and if you if you're not comfortable with a firearm, do that first. <laughs> Get yourself comfortable with a firearm. Yeah. You know, show your kids because you know you never know when your kid's going to go over to some friend's house and they're going to be playing in that friend's safe, and that yeah. your kid's going to go look, this isn't a good idea, Yeah, you know, and you hear about kids who accidentally shoot friends, shoot themselves. Oh, I mean, well, we've been on those calls. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, we both worked on the ambulance. We've both seen some stuff that was very unfortunate. Uh, and I think some of that can be avoided through awareness, you know, it's just, and that's one of the great things about tactical games and tactical sports is it's getting firearm familiarity out there because yeah. i feel like a lot of anti-gun individuals they've never held a gun the the gun is just scary the gun kills people yeah you know but one of the beautiful things is that a gun isn't a weapon it's a shield a lot of the times yeah. you know yeah and my guns have never pulled their own triggers not once no it's it's crazy um i was actually talking to a uh kind of a military guy the other day and showing him some pictures of the tactical games. And he's like, um, what about like kind of firearm safety there? And I was like, man, it's actually really good. Like they've done a really good job at, you know, if you see pictures of someone running with the firearm, it's, there's nothing in the chamber, you know, it's not loaded. Uh, you load at the firing line, you go through your ammo, you show it's clear you pull the trigger in a safe direction. Like it, every person has somebody following them to maintain yeah. that safety, make sure weapons are clear. So, I mean, like you were saying, it's very safe practice. When we were down at the Ben Avery shooting range, it was actually very interesting because everybody is slung ARs. They're yeah. walking around. Now, I walked down two bays to sight in my gun, and the range officer is like, where's your hard case? You can't carry that on your back. What are you doing? There's state police right down there. You can get in trouble. And yeah. 
it, it was very interesting and I don't you know know his experience or anything and he was just trying to be safe but it was very weird to be getting chewed out and say I could be facing legal issues for walking around with my gun on my back at a shooting range yeah the one place that you have guns well w- the interesting part is when you pulled out the second amendment no i'm just kidding yeah, yeah. you're like hey uh, i actually have permission here it's called the constitution <laughs> now um yeah that that's always tough because it's like part of their job but at the same time it's common sense it's like hey uh, right, how is a hard case gonna kind of save this i can't walk over five feet to go to that bench yeah. says, no, you need a hard case yeah, yeah. to sit at that bench yeah it's really weird okay, all right. but i mean if there's anything we've learned in the last two years it's that common sense doesn't matter so um yeah i appreciate you coming and chatting today uh we'll make sure it happens again no it'd be great i hope somebody was able to pull some advice from this you know yeah. if it's your first time at the tactical games if you're able to find something that that helped you out that you know and let us know you know yeah yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, thanks for today. Um, we're going to do one live with um, with Anthony Hart. That'll be great. Yeah, down uh, in just a couple weeks, down in Utah. Okay, something I didn't realize yesterday, too, is Washington, Utah is cold. Oh, boy. So Jacob Hepner was like, yeah, so I'm not going to go because it's cold. I'm like, dude, it's like St. George. He's like, no, it's Utah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I looked it up. And it was 42 degrees. Oh, my. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to you know, maybe get some long sleeve shirts or something. But, um, I mean, we live where we live, so that's 42 is actually not that bad. Yeah, I rock my shorts and short sleeves. Yeah. Um, if anyone has any questions for you, hit you up on social media. Yeah, you know, I what's got your it. What's your Instagram? Now it's a B-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-R. I, so you can look me up at that. Uh, yeah, hit me up. So kind of like be youngster. Yeah, be youngster without the ER. So cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, Britton. I appreciate it, and uh, we will chat soon.